Hello and welcome to another episode of the CBGS podcast. I have a very, very special one for you today. I'm sitting here with Mark Carey, entrepreneur and business advisor of Aspen Ways in all things R&D. And um, I'd like to welcome you, sir. How Thank are you, you very much. I'm glad to be here, Drew. Excellent, excellent. And um, so, can you tell us a little about, bit about yourself? I understand you've been in the, a music presenter and producer for several years, and you're a successful entrepreneur. That, that's very kind of you. It's very <laughs> kind of you to say that, yes. Uh, I'll start with the entrepreneur bit first. Um, so, all, I've always worked for a living, but I think I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. And uh, the fellow entrepreneurs uh, that are listening to this podcast today will know what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, I'll give you an example. I think at the age of 13, I think I had about three or four jobs on the go already. And um, that just followed into my, into my career. So I worked you know, for an organization for a period of time, worked for local authority, and then always had something on the the side Mm. and and so your reference to presenting a music that was my side bit Ah, so i'd work was working for a living and then i would dj or i'd Mm. be involved in in developing festivals and things and at some point all of those things came together Mm. so the entrepreneurial part my my experience in work and then the music has developed into me having a multiple strategy for different businesses Mm. And of course, now I'm bringing some of that expertise uh, across from my paid work to Aspen Weight, uh, specifically around my work in the clean tech sector and R&D. Ah, I see. And uh, bringing all those things together, uh, that would be a big part of having an entrepreneurial attitude towards... I think so. I think mm. so. Um um, I think somewhere deep down inside all of us, there's that on, the entrepreneurial spark. Mm. But at some point in our lives, it gets squashed. So it's the it's the people that maybe take taken a slightly different path or have been given the autonomy to allow that spark to grow into a dare I say flame. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I think so. I, I think that's uh, stood me in good stead over the years. And of course, the other thing I think from. Uh, in terms of being a, an entrepreneur, you have this attitude where when you get knocked down, you just get back up again and, mm. and carry on. Whereas I think in some other works environments, if something finishes, there's a, finale, a real finality to it. So when people get up in working in a business, for example, for a number of years and then become redundant, mm. they really do become redundant in their mindset. So often, often you'll find people will rekindle their entrepreneurial spark at that point. Maybe they've worked for a company for 20 years, they've become redundant, they go into the doldrums and then come out the other side and think, actually, I can do this myself. Mm-hmm. And that entrepreneurial spark has been rekindled somehow. Mm-hmm. Is that a question you asked me? I'm not sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we went off at a tangent there, didn't we? <laughs> Sorry, mate. No, that's it. It's uh, what, what makes you an entrepreneur. What, what, and, and I think that all of those things... Um, are key aspects to that yeah and, bit, uh, and maybe being a bit of a sado masochist I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> just taking it on the chin all the time who knows it could be one of the things um, yeah I think it's the ability maybe also to have a broader vision mm. sometimes um, and I think um, it's one of the things that attracted me to Aspen Weight actually is that here you have uh, a, a very well established 
organisation that have seen a potential gap in a professional services market. Mm. And rather than standing on the peripheral and saying, oh, yeah, look, there's some changes afoot, they've jumped in. And with the right leadership and with the right talent on board, the growth is obvious, Mm. I think. Opportunities and growth and and R&D is a big uh, part of that with the company and uh, that I believe you'll be helping with as part of your role. Um, the opportunities for R&D in UK businesses, is, that's a, is one, of, one of these areas that you were talking about when you just said that. I think so. I mean, interestingly, um, I, you know, the, the work that I've done in the field of, the, of clean tech and sustainable business development mm-hmm. over the years, I thought I knew the R&D space quite well. But having spent a little bit of time with some of the, um, the Aspen Wake team, for example, there were things uh, around R&D tax credits that I had no idea about. And I thought I was quite savvy. Mm. So if, I'm, if I had immersed myself in that space, which I have done for over 10 or 15 years specifically, and I'm missing something, you know, I can guarantee that there will be businesses out there that have no clue on what opportunities they're missing out on. Mm. And I think as a company, uh, we are trying to build a team of experts in, in, <laughs> in all sure. of these areas. And you can see that having, having people uh, having their expertise in all of these different areas uh, means that we're going to be able to get that information out yeah. to, to businesses. I mean, that's a, a prime example. You know, if, if I go in and talk to, to a company about R&D tax credits uh, and and talk to them about innovation in the workplace and the work that they're doing I can speak from experience because I was I was them mm. if you like I, I was actually that business myself so I've been through the so, same processes and with a little bit more information and support from the rest of the Aspen Wake team I'm able to go in and say look don't make some of the mistakes I made when I had my my company and I and I missed out on R&D Seven years worth, you know, seven years worth of R and D. I probably missed out on one of my companies. Mm. So don't make those mistakes. <clears throat> I can. I, there's empathy here. I want you to do really well. I want your business to grow, and I, I want to see how we can help you in the best possible way. Mm. So I think that's that's an example of the expertise being used in the right way. It's not just specifically a, an accountant, for example, going in and saying, "Oh, let's talk to you about a tax credit." Mm. It's somebody that's been an entrepreneur and a business owner that's been through the experience and mm. has missed out yes and having the empathy for, for, for people in a similar situation for sure mm. for sure oh. and what, what, are, what are the key areas you think um, people miss out on when thinking or not thinking about these things is it just not, not having the knowledge or I not think, having the information there yeah I think I think it's pro- probably a number of businesses will look at R&D and think I'm not doing R&D there's no R&D in my company. There's no R&D in the business. Um, but, of course, if, if you're a, uh, in any business, if you're growing, if you're evolving, if you're developing something within the business, even if it's in, in-house specifically, then there'll be an element of R&D. Obviously, if you're in, a, <clears throat> in the clean tech market or if you're in a, a space of innovation anyway, then you're definitely doing R&D. Mm, mm. Um, but even, as I say, even from my perspective we missed it <laughs> mm. so um, so I think yeah, there are the opportunities abound for business to to pick up on R&D tax credits RDEC uh, I can give you a specific example of where we missed out actually and I only found out about this just recently so we were working on a part of our project which attracted some grant funding uh, 
Um, our previous accountants had told us that we wouldn't be able to claim R&D because there was a grant for it. Ah. But when once I'd spoken to Aspen Waite, it was explained to me that actually you can, but it's a slightly different scheme and it's slightly less that you can claim for. Mm. But it's still a claim. Mm. The opportunity's still there. Yes, exactly. Mm. And Mark, I, I probably shouldn't admit this, but um, uh, we, we were chatting in the pub before this podcast. Mm. <laughs> That's why it's going that. so well. Yes. <laughs> And um, you actually came, were discussing with me a few areas on, on marketing that I thought would be very interesting to share with the listeners. Um, sure. Um, yes. Where, where do you want me to start? Shall I start with... Uh, well, let, let me give my thoughts on... Uh, As Paul would say from the beginning. I'll start at the beginning. It's a good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I think uh, one of the things that I, I found uh, previously mentioned, being an entrepreneur... Uh, I get involved in a number of different kind of business opportunities. And one of those has been creating a community, street side community radio platform. Mm. And that's been great. But we didn't want to do, we didn't want to do traditional advertising for businesses. So we started to talk to businesses about what might work for them. And I think this is a key point, really. If, if you're a business, if you're a small business, and you have a marketing budget, and you have a, you think about an advertising campaign, perhaps that might be whatever that might be. Let's just say it was fifteen thousand, twenty thousand pound per year, and you were going to spend that on a radio advertisement. Mm. I think we've now got to the point where people are engaging with media in a completely different way, mm. and certainly with the millennials and the post millennials. This is a group of young people that will be coming into the marketplace and also the consumer space that engage with media completely differently because they're not going to pay £10 for one CD or £10 for one video because they're paying £10 a month for a million <laughs> things they can stream. And in a similar way, they don't want to be sold to in the traditional way. So listening to a, a business, talking about their business in the context of a narrative of a show so it feels like it's part of the programming rather than an interrupting advert I think is the future and that's how we've been exploring so finding ways to get businesses in and just talk to them like you're doing with, with this podcast mm. talking to businesses talking to people within Aspen Wake working with Paul to find out exactly uh, what goes on in that business and that's a great way to interact with people and, and also it's engaging because it's conversational rather than have you heard about our latest offer? Mm. And so I think business needs to, and certain businesses need to consider that. So spending £20,000, not, not discounting that obviously there are some really great radio stations out there, mm. and I'm sure that uh, investing with them is a good idea. But maybe if you took some of that budget and, and tinkered around with doing your own podcast, you mm. might be able to reach your audience in a different way. Mm. So, uh, that sounds like an excellent idea and, and, and almost I can imagine community radio stations, local radio stations having some kind have uh, a businesses having um, some dialogue with them and, and doing it in, in that way may be more bang for your buck definitely definitely <laughs> if you, attracting local customers most definitely if you think of, if you think about advertising with an established radio station you may be reaching a broader audience in terms of the amount of people that could potentially hear you, but how many of them are going to convert to being a client mm. or a customer? Mm. Whereas if you're specifically dealing with a region, you might have a smaller overall 
audience but a larger percentage of that audience that might engage with you and become a customer or a client or partner mm. that's that's our thinking at the moment I might be wrong of course <laughs> who knows we shall see if it works but it certainly sounds like a, a good idea <laughs> yeah and I, and I think that's the important point is that businesses just need to start thinking in a different way about how they're using marketing and understand that social media and interaction and these sort of platforms are as important as the old forms of mm. advertising and marketing. Yes, uh, for your customers to actually be able to interact with you. And, yeah. Uh, you know, which is, is you're capable of doing on social media platforms. Instant, um, instant feedback and, and also giving them, giving them news and updates on what's going on within the business. Mm. Uh, and also in the market and and generally sharing good news across the board rather than just pushing mm. an advert down their throat <laughs> yes the more the more personal that you can feel to a to a uh, a connection with that company the more likely you are to uh, do business with one them, would hope so <laughs> <laughs> ah brilliant um, and there was also another thing I would like to talk to you about. Uh, it's something we, we touched on earlier before the podcast, mm-hmm. um, and that was about reinvestment into into your mm. business and into your projects. So I, I think uh, that's a, a key area uh, you need to uh, cover when being a successful entrepreneur. I, th- I think part of the yeah part of the reason that entrepreneurs are successful in some ways is that they diversify mm-hmm. and so uh, it's like spread betting <laughs> they've got they've got a number of really good opportunities on the horizon and often when they have a return on their initial investment they'll reinvest that mm. and i think that that entrepreneurial spirit is something that can be uh, can be seen as valuable in the business itself so we just mentioned for example marketing so if you're in a position where you've had a good return on your investment, i.e. your business is profitable, then why not take a small element of that, a small element, and do something that's perhaps might have, might have seemed risky in the past. So maybe creating your own podcast or doing something mm. in a different way or marketing in a different way or maybe sponsoring somebody or, or an mm. event or a show or even a community radio show. Investing in technology. Mm-hmm. Go back and invest in some tech that you've not worked with before, mm. uh, and then find out how that can be u- utilised. And if you're, if there's something in the marketplace you think, well, I wish I had that, rather than waiting for somebody to go out and invent it for you, why not just start doing that process yourself? Do something in house to develop that, and then you come back to the R and D question. Mm. Yes, and I think that another another part of um, the, the whole R and D thing, it, it, it um, it's what is the word? It encourages, encourages. <laughs> encourages you to well, invest the money back into your yeah. business, which is very important. <laughs> do you want to do a pick up on that? One? Oh yeah, <laughs> encourage. All right, yeah. <laughs> you just say encourages, and then we're done. Yeah, mm-hmm. encourages. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the phrase <laughs> encourages you to uh, yeah, whatever it was you said. Ah, uh, it's all good. Uh, we, we've got cut and paste, so. <laughs> And, um, and Paul will be very happy that I'm that I'm reaching not reaching my halfwit status yet as well. Excellent. <laughs> so yes, I, th- I think that covers just about everything. Uh, well, not not everything, but everything that we wanted to cover with this uh, this podcast episode. Unless you have a- any other words of wisdom or or advice you can um, give to our listeners, um, uh, words of wisdom. Well, um, 
I'm sure I could think of many words of wisdom, but ultimately, um, do more of what makes you happy. Hmm. And the rest will come. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> or, or what's the other one? Care more, consume less. How about that? Mm. Uh, anyway, thank you very much. Yes, thank you, Mark. That's been brilliant. And we will catch you guys next week. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Let's make little changes. Oh.